Ready for some word today? Okay, let's do it. If you have your Bibles or your Bible apps on your phone, uh, find with me the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. If you're new to the Bible, new to church as a whole, you are okay by us. We understand, I understand that not everybody has the same experiences, the same backgrounds. Not everybody believes the same things. I'm here to tell you what the Word of God has to say. If you'll open your heart, God will work in your life. I know it for a fact. He will work in your life and do good things and help you tremendously. Uh, Today, I want to get into something that I believe should make us all shout. Not cry, but with a happy face. Shout and be glad, and it'll help us in our, in, our, in our lives. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1, it reads, We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Isn't that interesting that uh, the, the proposition that the grace of God could be received in vain or for not, for no real benefit. In other words, God's grace can be fully utilized or received in vain, okay? Our job is to trust in God's grace completely and yield to it fully. This will then result in us living a victorious life over sin and death. Okay, uh, the, the very notion or, or even practical reality that some people, that some of us struggle with uh, feelings of condemnation and guilt or we repeatedly struggle with falling into the same sinful behaviors again and again would be an indication that we are leaning on, at least in part, ourselves. We're trusting in our own efforts, in our own accomplishments. But once we get over into the grace of God and not receive it in vain, we recognize that by His grace, we're fully embraced, fully forgiven, fully washed clean, made right with God. And also, His grace enables us, empowers us, to live victorious over sin. Yeah? If I, do you get what I'm saying? If I'm struggling in those areas, it is an indication that I'm too self-reliant, too fleshly dependent, instead of completely relying on the grace of God to put me over the top in life. His grace provides forgiveness of sins and empowerment over and victory over that sin. Okay? Everybody okay? Say, God's grace grace. to me me. is good. good. I believe in it. I I walk in it. I I yield to it. I I like it. I like it it a lot. God's grace in me, not in vain. Verse 2. Verse 2, for he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in what kind of time? An acceptable time. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. What, what day? 
I've helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Wow, that's, that, that's quite a statement. For, for someone to write about an acceptable time would have to indicate that there can be, there was an unacceptable time. Otherwise, you don't qualify the time. You just say, it's just time. You know, it's just normal time. All time's the same. No, if there's an acceptable time, there's an unacceptable time. If there is a day of salvation, then there's a day of no salvation. Otherwise, again, you wouldn't qualify the day by calling it something other than a day. It's just a day. What kind of day? Just like all the other days. No, but this is salvation day. Everybody with me? This is an acceptable time. This is a day of salvation. There is a, a belief, a, a, a wrong belief, a misnomer that, that, that about God that he accepts all, that he embraces all, that everything, now hold on to your seats, because I'll explain, that everything and everybody are 100% acceptable to him. It, it, it's an incorrect view of the way that God is, okay? And listen, you make choices daily. There are things in life you accept and things you reject. There are some things that you would say, this is acceptable, and some you would say, nope, that is not acceptable. God is that way. He really is. He's not just a free-for-all. Everything, everybody, everything's fine. In fact, um, if he were that way, if he accepts all universal, unqualified acceptance without any precondition, then why did he send Jesus? Why bother with the whole redemptive work and Jesus' bloodshed, death on the cross, the great suffering, the, 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 the sacrifice? Why bother if everybody's okay? If, if, if everyone's okay just like they are, what is he doing trying to change us? Everybody okay? God is both in the acceptance and in the rejection business. He accepts and he rejects. He's not an all-inclusive person who just receives, embraces everything and everybody and all uh, manner of life. Uh, in fact, here's two verses. 1 Samuel 15, 2. He also has rejected you from being king. Speaking to Saul. Well, what did he do to Saul? He rejected him from being king. The way Saul was doing it, the Lord said, you're out of here. Nope. Out. Moving David in. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah 630. People will call them rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. And I recognize this might not seem like good news at the beginning here, but we don't leave anyone hanging in, at the end. Uh, we're not here to preach gloom and despair and agony. But understand, this is, a, this is a reality. This is a potential. God accepts and God rejects. Not everything is accepted. It's commonly promoted today that we should accept all beliefs, all opinions, all lifestyles, all ways of living, everything as being equal and valid. 
Doesn't matter what you say, what you do, we just accept everything and everybody, just like you are. That's believed by some, and it's promoted, and it's pushed. But I want to tell you today that God is not that way. And if he's not that way, we shouldn't be that way. It's, it's, it's commonly said that uh, uh, God loves you. Not, how is it said? Oh, yeah. God loves you just the way you are. I think it might be more clear, more precise, if we say God loves us in spite of the way we are. Yeah? I mean, would you be honest enough to say, yeah? I mean, the good part of that is, is his love. And he doesn't love all of us. He doesn't love everything about the way we do things. Another, you know, we might say it this way. God loves us too much to leave us the way we are. But the whole, the whole um, idea of, of salvation is... Um, is turning from one life to embrace another. One way to describe being saved, and many of you would describe your own life this way. I came to a point, I heard about the Lord, I heard about his sacrifice for my sins, I wanted God in my life. I turned my back on the way I used to think, the way I used to be, the way I used to live. I turned my back on my old lifestyle, I embraced him. I, I, I received Jesus as the Lord of my life, and now I'm following him. I used to follow a different path. I used to think and be a certain way, but I left that behind, and the Lord saved me, forgave me. He t- turned my life around. He enabled me to live for him. So the very picture of salvation is not an, an embrace of all. It is the explicit rejection of some ways, of some lifestyles, of some ways of, of living, and it is the embrace of God's ways. That's called humility, right? Sometimes people don't ever come to the Lord because they're proud, okay? And they, they embrace what they want. This is the way I am. Well, that's not what Christianity is about at all, right? Christianity is about, I submit to your way, your will, your plan. And that's when he moves in and changes us, lifts us up, sets our feet on solid ground, amen? Here's what uh, the words mean, the words reject and accept, just English definitions. Reject is to dismiss as inadequate, inappropriate, or not to one's taste. Reject. Accept, it means uh, regard favorably or with approval, welcome, or pleasing. When God accepts, his favor is there, he welcomes, he's pleased with it. But he is pleased with one thing, displeased with another. He accepts one, rejects another. Okay, in the Old Testament, um, specific instructions were given to Israel about their sacrifices. God wanted to make sure, basically, that they would know Sin is a big deal. When you break my law, there are consequences. The way they would avoid the curse and the, 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 the lot of the problems is through the sacrificial system that he set up, which was quite burdensome. I'm really glad I live when I live. 
But they were given, you can read it, it's all, we have it all recorded there in the scriptures in the Old Testament. Much of us doesn't apply to us directly, but we learn from it. They were different sacrifices for different types of behavior and certain annual sacrifices. But one of the things that God required of them is if they were going to come before him and, and enjoy his, his protection and blessing, is their sacrifices had to be a certain way. Listen to these verses. Leviticus 22, verse, verse 20 and 21. Whatever has a defect, you shall not offer for it shall not be acceptable on your behalf. Consider, consider that the Lord would even think that way. As opposed to what we might fall into the trap of. He said, he said if anything has a defect, don't offer that. Talking about these animal sacrifices. You don't bring the one with the limp. He said, I'm not accepting that. You see how we could fall into the trap of thinking that God is a certain way when he's really not? Well, whatever we do for God, he just, whatever you want to do, just do that. Whatever you want to give him, he's okay with it. He's just happy you'll do something. Really? Is, is, is the Lord really pleased with whatever I do or would it be the case that he's pleased when I do things according to his directive? I mean, in the new covenant, we're obviously not bringing animals and Jesus is the sacrifice for our sins. Uh, but we still bring things to the Lord, don't we? we? We bring our sacrifice of praise. We offer our bodies a living sacrifice. We, we serve him with our singing, with our giving, with our serving. Well, we are still doing things and bringing them before the Lord. I wonder, should we assume that just whatever I do, however I do it, is just automatically good with him? <laughs> I'm getting nervous about my offering I gave today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's a right question to ask instead of just assuming whatever I want to do, Lord, what do you want me to do and how do you want me to do it? Sometimes it's not just the act, but it's the motive behind the act. It's the heart. It's the reason we do it. And it's, sometimes it's what we do. You know, if the Lord tells me to go right and I say, oh, Lord, I'm going left, but I love you while I'm going this way. <laughs> I want you to give this. Well, Lord, I'd rather give you this, but I, I do it with joy. Well, that's not acceptable either. So sometimes it's the what and sometimes it's the how. But there are, there are things that God embraces, things he accepts, things he rejects. And if I know that about him, I'm going to have a little more seriousness, a little more reverence to my service before the Lord. So Lord, teach me to do things in an acceptable manner. Amen. To bring acceptable sacrifices to him. This is what he told them. And then verse 21, he went on to say, and whoever offers a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord to fulfill his vow or a free will offering from the cattle or sheep, it must be perfect to be accepted. There shall be no defect in it. Now you might think, picky. <laughs> the Lord's gonna only accept these perfect sacrifices. Why is he so picky about it being perfect because he said it you bring in the animal with the limp 
blind in one eye? <laughs> the Lord says, no, that doesn't mean you're, you can't have a pet with a limp. That, <laughs> my mom used to be famous for uh, rescuing animals. She'd have this dog and this dog and this one can't see and this one can't walk and then she'd have these animals. That's fine. That's not an offering to the Lord, right? But the Lord said it has to be perfect. Well, one reason for that, and I, you probably already have drawn the lines. These are types and shadows of what would, come, what would be to come and that is Jesus as the spotless lamb dying for our sins. Jesus was the perfect and complete and full sacrifice. He was sinless. He didn't break the rules at all. And when he died for you and me, he didn't die in the slightest bit for something that he did wrong. His death was 100% uh, substitutionary. 100% his death was not because he deserved it, but it was because I deserved it. Therefore, because of his blood shed, I can come boldly before the throne of God and say, he paid the full 100% sacrifice for me. It's not Jesus plus some good works. It's not Jesus plus a little more effort, plus a little, a little no, it's Jesus and Jesus alone. He has made us accepted before God. Okay, that's one reason why God said this has got to be perfect because the Son of God would one day be the sacrifice for all of our sins. Now, fast forward into our day. We're on the other side of the cross now. The perfect sacrifice was made. What is the language of acceptance and rejection today? Who does God accept? Who does God reject? It might be you know, you might say, I already know the answer to this one, and good for you if you do. Let me stir you up and make, make you happy about it. Okay, and maybe some of you don't know the answer. I'll tell you, uh, this is the best day ever. Amen. In fact, that's my title today. Best day ever. What day is it? It's the day the Lord has made. It's the day of salvation. It's an acceptable time. Here's what Jesus said in John 6, 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. New Living reads, uh, however, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. Because of the day, the time in which we live, and Jesus prophesying his, his death and resurrection and the acceptable time coming, he says, basically, anyone comes to me, I accept them. Well, what if they're like really a jerk? I accept them. What if they're really messed up? They've done a lot of bad things. Bring them in. Come on, bring it in here close. He accepts. He said, I will never reject them. Uh, Matthew 10, 32 and 3. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. So what if a person doesn't come to him? What if they want heaven, but they won't confess Jesus? Okay, here's the bad news, the bad part, is they remain rejected. They remain unacceptable. 
The reason Jesus came is because I was unacceptable in a certain condition, a sinful condition. He came to make me acceptable. But there are qualifiers. It's not just universal, God accepts everyone. No, he sent his son to make the unacceptable acceptable. And he says, now, if you'll say my name, if you will confess me before people, unashamed, unafraid, I'll say your name before the Father in heaven. So listen, here's the cool thing about this. This acceptance or rejection is totally in our court. Whether I'm acceptable or rejected is hinging upon what I say. If I will confess the lordship of Jesus, then just like that, he confesses me before the Father. What does he say? That he's one of mine, she's one of mine, he's one of mine, they belong to me. They just confess, they, do you hear that guys? Someone else just said, Jesus is Lord. Say his name before the Father. <laughs> and Je Jesus confesses our name and we're in the book and we're in the family. Say, so, yeah, I don't think you're very acceptable. Well, you don't know me like he knows me. You may judge me on the outside, but he judges me on my confession of Jesus as my substitutionary sacrifice. His perfect blood washed me clean, and in heaven's eyes, I am totally acceptable. And the good, the good news about this is God is not just putting up with us. He's actually, he takes pleasure. He, 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 he is pleased to have us in his family. He's not just tolerating you. Here they are again. <laughs> You're not just being tolerated by God. There might be some people that treat you that way. He won't. He'll treat you like, oh, big smile. Unprovoked, unrehearsed. He didn't just read how to win friends and win, you know, that stuff. Found out he has to be nice to you. He truly does like it when you show up, when you pray, when you come before him, when you talk to him. An un. Uh, an unpracticed smile comes across his face. Some of you don't believe this, but it's true whether you believe it or not. Some people don't believe this, that God's actually happy to see you. Because you know you, but he knows you. If you come to him based upon your own righteousness, no, you're ugly as sin. You come to him based upon what Jesus did, He's so happy to see you because you're washed and clean. You are perfect for, before him. Amen. Here's what Ephesians 1 verse 6 tells us. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In Jesus, are you accepted or rejected? Accepted. So I don't know if God will accept me. If you'll come leading with the name Jesus, you're accepted. Yeah. If you come praying, saying, Lord, I've been going to church. I've been giving my tithe. I've been working hard for you. And I'm asking you for your help. Rejected. Stamp. <clears throat> Rejected. Rejected. I'm better. I know I'm not perfect, but I'm better than most. I know I'm not perfect, but I know some things that other people have done, and I certainly haven't done that. Rejected. You are rejected. But if you come before the Lord, say, thank you 
for the blood of Jesus. That sacrifice washed me clean and made me whole. What, what, what? Accepted. Accepted in the beloved. And you are just as embraced as anyone else. This is the way redemption works. Many people have been rejected, have, been, have experienced rejection by others, and have taken that feeling. No one likes that feeling. But they've taken that feeling and they've, you know, put it on God. And they think, he treats me this way. These people reject me, and I've been rejected all my life. When we played sports, I was the last one picked, and, you know, and I'd fail at this, and this person said no to me. I want you to know that none of that is a precursor to the way the Father sees you. Your, reject, your experience of rejection by people is not what He does. He embraces. He accepts because of what Jesus did. In fact, one of the things that Jesus said when he started his ministry, remember in, uh, he, he quoted from Isaiah and he preached in Luke, Luke chapter four. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then the last thing he said is to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year. It was the year of Jubilee. It was the time when everything gets restored without you earning it. It's the time when... Uh, when everything gets put back in place. Here, here, here's kind of my point to you. They say, this seems really simple. I know, but if we're not excited about this, nothing else is going to work. Yeah, I'm just happy about what day it is. Yeah, what day is it? <laughs> it's the acceptable time. Say, I didn't do anything to get to deserve that. I know you didn't, and you're still in it. It's salvation day. Today is salvation day. If you woke up this morning, thought, what day is it? What day is it? What day is it? Oh, it's Sunday. No, it's salvation day. And tomorrow when you wake up, it'll be salvation day. What does that mean for you? Accepted. Accepted time. You go before the Lord. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is good news for you. If you're not saved today, today. If you're already, you have a message for everybody around you. You have an inroad to start a conversation. Hey, you know what day it is? Didn't know how to break the ice, didn't know what to say. First, do you know what day it is? Well, it's Tuesday. No, do you know what day it is? Taco Tuesday? No? <laughs> Today is the day of salvation. It is? What does that mean? It means you can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. That means the sacrifice has already been made. Do you know the word salvation there? Is the Greek word soteria? Do you know that word? It's not only forgiveness of sins, but it's healing and deliverance. You know what the answer of God's, of anyone who comes before the Lord to, today to be forgiven of sins, what's the answer? Yes. What's the, if anyone comes before the Lord for healing in their body, what's the answer? Why? Today, if anyone needs deliverance and freedom from bondage and, and trouble, what's the answer? Yes. What, what? The answer is always yes today. It's the day of salvation. It started about 2,000 years ago. It's going to end soon. So it'll end sooner for some of us than others. And then Jesus will end the whole thing and the day of salvation will be over, but we're in it right now and right now everything works. Right now God's, God's view of us is a big fat smile. His, his, his face towards us is accepted, accepted. Now that, he doesn't mean he accepts everything we do, but he accepts us in Christ. And anyone can call on the name of the Lord. You know someone, maybe it's you, bound up with disease and pain and problems in your body. What's God's answer to you? Some people are confused about this, but his answer is yes. Why? It can't be no, it's salvation day. 
It's the day of healing. It's the day of deliverance. It's the day of victory. The answer to everybody is yes. Everyone, all the time, yes. Only thing we have to do is come on his terms. What are his terms, Jesus? Based on his sacrifice, his bloodshed, his redemption provided, yes. Amen. The cool thing, I mean, we're... We all rub shoulders with people who don't know the Lord yet. What's God's answer to them? Yes, it's salvation day. We're coming in contact with people who are bound up with sickness and disease. It's a curse. It's not a blessing. What's God's answer to them? It's, it's soteria for you. This is the day of salvation. I have a, a niece, or I say a great niece. And uh, a couple years ago, you know, we, we would get around family and um, because of her age, I don't know, how old was she? One, two, something like that. And, uh, and so she would have to kind of be reacquainted with different uncles and aunts and cousins. And so, hey, do you remember who this is? Do you remember who this is? This is Auntie Amy. And then she, do you remember who this is? And I would tell her, instead of my name, I would say, I'm Uncle Yes. Uncle, yes, I was trying to train her, and it worked for a while. <laughs> this is this person, this is Uncle Ken, and you know, or and Uncle and Auntie Amy, and Uncle, yes. You know what that means? It means whatever she asks from me, she gets. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what mom or dad say, come to me, <laughs> and the answer is yes. Now, when she's a teenager, we will forget all about that. <laughs> but at, that her ability to ask was limited, and I could fulfill it. And uh, I, my, I wanted her to know, the, you, want, you need something else? Yes. All right. That's the way God is towards us. If you ever read the promises of Jesus, the blank check statements that he made, it's like, uh, you mean I could like put anything? Whatever I ask in his name, it'll be done for me? It sounds too good to be true. It sounds like he is Lord yes. Doesn't it? It sounds like God is that way towards us. Why? It's salvation day. You know, food's on the house. Anything you want. It's buffet. Take whatever you want, you can have it. This is salvation day, this is the mentality this is why we come to church and our biggest thing is celebration. We want to move around a little bit. We want to have a little bit of fun. We want to celebrate. Say, well, I'm more just internally worshiping God. Quit it. Quit it. Get your party face on. <laughs> why? It's salvation day. Here we are again. We're living in an accepted time and his answer towards us is yes. Need a good pickup line? <laughs> hey, do you know what day it is? <laughs> what day is it? It's Salvation Day. <laughs> and then you start a conversation. It's not going to last forever, like I said, but now it is Salvation Day. And we have an assignment. It's called the Great Commission. It's when Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, Mark 16. Preach the gospel to every creature. Our assignment is because God loves so, people so much 
and he has made a way, he's opened a window through the death of his son for anyone who wants him, they can have him. Anyone who will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So he gave us this simple commission. It's great, it's grand, it's eternal, but it's simply we're to tell people you're accepted. You're through Jesus. You call on Jesus. You say his name. God accepts you. He embraces you. You have need. His answer to you is yes. We don't have bad news for people. Our message of the gospel is good news, and our job is just simply to tell people. It's a big deal. Some of us never do it, but it's really not hard to say because the answer is yes. The answer is it's an accepted time. Anyone can be saved. The way we say it around here is our mission is to reach the lost and teach the found. That's not complicated. In fact, did you get one of these uh, brochures on the way in? Remember I taught this series last year? And you can scan that on the back and get that and listen to the whole thing. But our mission is to reach the lost and teach the found. What are we doing? What are we saying to the lost? It's an acceptable time. God's favor is being shown towards you. God is smiling at you. He wants you in. What do I need to do? You need to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. You need to confess Jesus before people. Yeah? And he'll accept you. He'll embrace you. He will, he will do this for you. Amen. In fact, uh, during the, the, the first service today, I, I stopped as I, as I always do. And I prayed to see what the Lord would else would say to me before we concluded. And I stopped. And, and my, the word I had was about, I'll just tell you, because I think it might last for more, more than one service. The word specifically was about spines, spines, spinal problems. But the word was not, hey, if you've got spinal problems in here today, reach around, put your hand on your back, you'll be healed. The word was, there are people in here you're gonna, have, you're gonna run into, you're gonna have conversations with people this week who have spine problems. And you need to be God's hand towards them. Be bold, be strong, be sweet, but say, could I pray for you? What? Your back's hurting you? Could I pray for you? Because God's answer towards you is yes. And as I pray, the Lord is going to straighten your spine and make it whole again. And I don't believe it's limited to, to backs, like, you know, like arms are out of the question, you know, feet, you know, head, heart, blood, internal organs. The answer is yes. And I want to encourage you guys today to do the same thing. Look today. Here, this afternoon, tomorrow, all week long, look for it. Because the Lord is going to, he's going to open the door and start the conversation somewhere for you. It's not going to be awkward. How do I talk to this person about the Lord? They're going to bring up one of their problems. Someone's going to, you're going to be talking, they're going to be talking about one of the things that hurts. A physical problem. And you're going to tell them, well, the Lord, the Lord will help you with that. You already know his answer is yes. It's the day of salvation, so it's always Yes. So don't, you're not going to try it. You're not going to hope it works. You're just going to be bold as a lion. And you're going to say, oh, you know what? Good news for you. I don't know if you know about this. I don't know if you even believe in this stuff, but I got to tell you, the Lord's answer to you is yes, he wants to help you and heal you right here, right now. And then you get, get their permission. Would you mind? Could I put my hand on your back or your shoulder? Or, or could, could, I t could I pray for you right now and do that and say, be healed in Jesus' name? Just be that. We'll say, that all I have to do? That's all you have to do. 
because you're not the healer. You're the conduit. You're making a connection with Uncle Yes. <laughs> Why? Because today is the day of salvation. Because now is an accepted time where God is smiling at people and he wants to help them. He wants to help you. He wants to help me. He is in the business of answering us. Amen. I want to encourage you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I think. Am I done? Uh, I'm trying to be done. I want to encourage you to look this over, how our core values, read our core values again and, 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 and meditate on these things. Our vision of being a great church, a growing church, an influential church, and a reproducing church. If you don't remember those, or even if you do, go back, scan that thing on the back there and, and, and let, watch or listen to those messages again so you can see how God wants to not only work towards us, he wants to work through us. We are a part of something, something that is God-ordained. I mean, what a privilege, what an honor it is. But God has really chosen us to do something for him. We're not the only ones, but I would encourage you not to be on the sidelines. You're not a bench warmer in God's kingdom. You're to be on the field. An integral and crucial part of his great plan. Amen. What day is it? <laughs> Salvation day, acceptable time, best day ever. Yeah, I was back praying with the group before the first service, and I'm praying. I already have my message. I can show you right here, Rick. You can read that, best day ever. I go back, and I, did, I forgot. I guess I knew this, but I'm looking at these salvation packets that we give to people that we'll give to some of you in a minute. Um, we'll give to you, and it says, has a sticker right on the top there. It says, best day ever. So I took a picture and social media it. <laughs> this is the best day ever. And so is tomorrow. Because the day which we live is not just a 24-hour period of time. It's the acceptable time of God's favor. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, thank you for working in us right here, right now. Thank you for moving by your spirit.